Hello and welcome to the February 4th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. I hope everyone's weeks are going pretty well. I'm personally, I'm in some heated battles, so it's both exciting and a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the the win in some, but yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about a couple of other ones that I'm in. Haven't had the start that I wanted. Sure, a lot of people can relate to that. And hoping I've got Dame in those leagues, hoping that big couple of games from Dame will will help me close out that. But that's not what I'm here for. As I mentioned in the Waiver Wire podcast, I wanted to talk through some teams with postponed games, have a look at maybe players to target, players that you shouldn't panic about owning, and maybe some that you can stream off the waivers for some long-term potential. So I'm going to start with the teams that have got three games in the bank. So how it's worked is obviously there's been teams that have been completely depleted and have missed weeks upon weeks of games. There has been teams that have unfortunately had to come up against those teams from the schedule and they've lost games because of that. So there's some with some pretty back-ended schedules this year. There are some that have only missed maybe one or two games. So I'm going to focus on there's three teams that have missed three and there's a couple of teams that have missed six games, which is huge, and what that means for the fantasy side going towards the end of the year. So the good news is obviously we're not losing those games. Everyone's playing the 72. You're not going to have a a team that only plays 66 or 64 games or anything like that. Don't be concerned if that's what you're thinking. What it does mean, however, is that the back-ended schedule that hasn't been released yet, what that is going to be is going to be a lot heavier for certain teams, which is great for fantasy. And if it falls into fantasy playoffs, even better. So what I'm going to be looking to do is I'm going to be assuming that I'm going to be making playoffs in every single league because you have to. You're not going to be playing finals. You're not going to be playing fantasy if you're not going to be expecting to make finals. And I'm going to be looking at teams that have got that heavier schedule on the back end so that I can make sure that I'm making a really big push home and knowing that if I've got a team that's playing five games when they were only supposed to be playing three, it's a massive, massive win for me and a really, really nice start to the week against my opponents. So Portland. Portland's the first team I'm going to come up and talk about. So Portland, they've they've got three in the bank. So the, I mean, we all know Portland and we all know that they are probably going to be a team that is one who has only got really a couple of offensive weapons. We know that Dame and CJ are going to be the massive, massive usage monsters. But what we do also know is that Nurk and Covington are going to be really big players for them coming towards the end of the year. Nurk's obviously out injured. He's probably got another six weeks until he's hitting the court again, maybe maybe a little bit less depending on how his recovery goes. But he's somebody that I would certainly target. He was playing poorly before it all happened. He was playing really low minutes as well, and he was only really starting to turn it around. And we can have some faith that Nurk is going to turn it around. He is a good player, and he's a good defender. He's a good offensive player, and he plays really well with Dame and CJ. So I'd be looking to target Nurk wherever I can. You're probably going to get him cheap. Yes, he's going to sit in your IR. So if you've got a spare one, great. If not, maybe give it a couple of weeks. Um, The other player is Robert Covington. So Covington has been pretty bad this year. He's had a couple of bright games where it looks like everything's turning around and then all of a sudden he has not. And he's had bad games and he can't hit hit his shots, not getting any defensive stats. And you're thinking, what is he doing in my team? Maybe I should drop him to the waivers. So obviously don't do that. But I'll probably be trying to target him because... If you can get him for, say, four games in three consecutive weeks when they were only supposed to be playing three, you're gonna probably going to end up with 
another two, maybe even three steals out of that because that's the sort of player that he is. So I would be targeting those guys on a on a buy low side and knowing that they are going to be good coming into the year. So don't worry about that. Phoenix. So Phoenix are another side that are that are interesting. Um, they've got three games in the bank. So the I mean, Aiton he's turned it around really nicely. CP three he has also started the season really well. The two players that I would be looking at targeting is Devin Booker. There's going to be some frustrated owners out there who uh, were expecting Booker to to play well, and he's starting to turn it around now that he's back from injury but he's not assisting. He's not hitting threes. He turns the ball over a lot. So he's somebody that you could certainly target if you you need that boost and you're happy to give up away a couple of assists. The other one is Cam Johnson. So Cam Johnson, he's recently gone into the starting lineup in place of Jay Crowder. He's a solid player. Like He's not going to get you some big scoring nights. He's not going to get you any defensive stats, but what he is going to get you is he's going to get you some pretty efficient scoring in the mid, mid-teens. He's going to get you four or five boards, he's going to get you a couple of assists, he's going to get you a couple of threes and maybe gets a, a block and a steal every now and then. But Cam Johnson is certainly somebody that I'd be looking uh, to put onto my watch list come the end of the year because if he starts to put a few games together and you know that they've got a, a couple of games in the bank, he's somebody definitely to target. And the other team with three games is Boston. So Boston is Boston are good. They're, they're going to be good. They're going to go deep into the playoffs. What we already do know is that they are fairly run by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The one thing that we probably suspected is that Campbell Walker was going to come back and he was going to sit some games as well. He's come back surprisingly well. So if you have him, hard to hold on to him. Um, maybe if maybe trade him out at his high side because he he's obviously going to get injured. He's Campbell Walker. But the player that I will be looking at is Robert Williams. So Robert Williams, similar to Mitch Robinson, similar to... Miles Turner, similar to Rudy Gobert, he's a blocking monster. So all he needs is the minutes to produce and blocks are so, so, so valuable in head-to-head category leagues. There's not too many players in the league who can block shots like Robert Williams can. So whenever he is on the court and whenever he's playing minutes, he's going to get those blocks. So definitely target him towards the back end of the year because as he matures as basketballer, as they need more and more defense, he's somebody that is going to be unleashed. Washington. So Washington are the first of two teams with with six games in the bank, and that is ridiculous because that's like a third of the games that we've that they've played so far. I know that Westbrook and Beal are, are two players that most teams are going to to own, or most leagues are going to own. Beal has been an absolute monster. And I feel really bad for him because Washington suck. Westbrook I don't feel so bad for because he gets his stats. He doesn't really care about wins and losses. But the two players that I'd be looking at for the end of the season and players who you know are going to perform is Rui Hachimura and Davis Bertans. Rui, he started pretty well. If I had him, I'd be looking to keep him. But what who I would be looking to, to maybe get into my side is Davis Bertans. Last year, he was awesome. Shoots at a high percentage, hits threes, Get your mid to high teens in points, and he's going to knock down many, many threes. Good from the line as well when he gets there. He's somebody that I would certainly be targeting because come the end of the year, while they've got six games in the bank, that's huge. That could be the difference between an extra 15, 20 points, and you're not even playing him off the waivers. It's uh, somebody that I definitely would be looking at. 
The other team with six games is Memphis. So Memphis are are an interesting one. They've been pretty depleted when it comes to injuries, and Taylor Jenkins is rotating a lot of players through his side, which is good for fantasy, but it's also bad for fantasy because you don't know where the consistent minutes are coming from. There's a number of players that I've got written down here that that I like. Um, there's some that I like more than others. Obviously, JJJ, we've just been told that he's going to be ramped up over the next month or so, which is concerning. Uh, we are expecting him to come back and block shots and hit threes and get some buckets and get a lot of fouls because that's what he does. And if you've been waiting, please be patient because he will come back and be good. But the other ones that I really like are the guards. So Kyle Anderson, as much as he's not a guard, he plays like a guard. DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, they all rotate through 20, 22, 23 minutes a game. I would be keeping an eye on all of those guys. DeAnthony Melton, for me, is the is the pick long-term. He's young. He's a solid defender. He's a long defender. They traded for him. They added him to a package a couple of years back, so they do know what he's capable of. He just needs to get the trust back. And he, on the weekend, he definitely had some pretty bad plays. Like, he walked the ball out of bounds, which is pretty embarrassing, but he he's a good defender, and... I do think that their starting lineup is going to eventually consist of Ja Morant, him, and either Dillon Brooks at the two, and then either Kyle Anderson and Brandon Clark at the three. And I think all of those players have got some really good value, especially if they've got an extra game every single week for a month and a half. That's huge. There'll, there will be some weeks where they've got five games. So if you've got some Memphis players, keep them. If you don't have some Memphis players and there's a trade there that you like, I would probably trade into it because we know that minutes are key for fantasy. We know that games played is key for fantasy and key for production. So if you can get them, I'd certainly be trying to do so. Outside of that, I apologize if the the sound's a little bit off. I I don't have my headset on me at the moment. I'm actually sitting here looking over a a lovely golf course on a work conference um, and I'm going to go get myself nice and pretty for our our formal awards night so i'm going to head off and do that until the weekend i hope that you guys get the wins i will speak to you on the waiver wire podcast in a couple of days thanks again for listening don't forget to rate and subscribe (laughs) 